Hey BJ, this is Carson Hutchison from Columbus, Ohio. I did have a question for you. So, starting out in the training industry, I do have a few friends that are kind of looking for handouts. I'm just wondering a polite way to make it known that I am starting a business and can't be giving out six months of training for free. Hope to hear from you, man. Thanks. Bye. Yo, BJ Gador with the weekly BJ podcast. Shout out to Carson Hutchinson from Columbus, Ohio for leaving us a voice message in Anchor. It's always fun playing these on the episodes, like a call-in radio show, and I think it's fun to get you guys interacting with other listeners, etc. So thanks for calling in, Carson. Much appreciated. I will cover your question today, but first, are Ohio Cleveland fans in particular, are they still butthurt about LeBron going to L.A.? I'm just curious where the whole town and state stand on, you know, that whole situation. Because obviously, you know, everybody felt the type of way about the decision. But he came back, won a championship, down 3-1 against the 73-win Golden State Warriors, arguably the best team in the NBA's history. And uh, that was quite... I, I still live live in my, my brain that chase down block against Andre Iguodala that LeBron delivered to help win that championship. Kyrie's... Step back three, right on, right in Curry's grill. But uh, obviously, you know he's moved on to bigger and better things. I think you might disagree. <laughs> but anyway, let's uh, let's get into this. Many of you that are, you know, probably about half of you have known me for a couple years and know me mainly from things like Instagram. The other half have known me from Men's Health or even way before that. You know, in my journey as a, a, a boot camp trainer instructor and then there was at one point where I did some work with uh, Pat Rigsby and some business development groups where I was actually delivering uh, business and training systems to other trainers around the world. So I am pretty versed in business practices uh, both in, in fitness and then you know online versus offline. We're going to touch on that and your question is one that a lot of not just trainers right I'm going to talk about you know how it might differ from a you know, free in fitness versus free in other industries because fitness is a bit different in a lot of ways, and we'll touch on that later, uh, mainly because people tend to only want the results from fitness, but they don't actually want to do it. It's not like buying clothes or eating chocolate or other fun things that, like, give you instant gratification. Fitness is uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a lifestyle. It requires a lot of dedication and sacrifice and change, and so we'll touch on how that impacts whether or not you want to offer things for free or not. But you know, to get to my personal experience, and by the way, like you know, I do a lot of we do a lot of podcasts on pure exercise, diet, nutrition, lifestyle. I'm an entrepreneur at heart, so we're going to touch on some business topics. Some of you might not be interested in stuff like this, but again, we'll we'll round out all these episodes with a variety of topics to make sure that all my listeners are you know getting their questions addressed. And we do have a lot of trainers, fitness pros, business owners listening, so. Obviously, I'm trying to cater to their needs as well. So just a, a little side note on that. I ran a boot camp gym from 2008 to 2012 called, at first it was called Get Sexy Boot Camps. Very uh, polarizing name about looking better naked. And then we evolved it into something called Mission Metabolism Boot Camps, which is, you know, about you know 30 minute express boot camp workouts. Get you in and out, on with your busy life, your busy parents and professionals. And obviously, I... We sold that gym in 2012, but you can just see how all the stuff you do in your journey can set you up for the next stage. And the dailybj.com is basically these boot camp workouts 
to go. I mean, you're not going to be able to get me telling you what to do and motivating you, energizing you. And uh, but basically what I'm doing now is I'm teaching you how to lead your own workouts every month. And that takes a certain level of someone with intrinsic motivation who wants to empower themselves versus be told what to do and not think a lot. So, you know, that kind of comes to the first question too, when you are looking to offer any service, especially when you're looking to offer any service for free, whether it be a trial or, you know, a startup, et cetera, you know, it's, you have to ask yourself three key questions, really. Am I devaluing my service? What kind of customer am I trying to attract? And is this a viable long-term strategy or just a, you know, a fix it now proposition, a quick fix. And again, you know, in business, the number one rule in, in business is like you do what you have to do to get it off the ground with within legal parameters, obviously, right? So there are, uh, and again, many will say, you know, like I said, if it's not sustainable, it's questionable. But in some circumstances, it just takes such a Herculean effort and your your back is against the wall. And if there's deadline, time crunch, financial issues, and you have to make something work, you, you might have to do things early on in your career that aren't things you want to do long term or that might devalue your service might attract customers you're not really looking to attract or that will never buy or stay with you long term. And they might be quick fixes. So again, there, there's a balance to all of this. If it isn't something where there is a time crunch or you are financially strained, etc., you know, it's always important to think about the big picture. And is this something that I would want to do or offer, you know, three to five years from now? And uh, is it worth the pains of attracting because the thing about attracting customers who don't really value fitness or uh, either don't have enough money to spend or uh, don't want to spend their hard-earned money on fitness because it's not a big priority is they're going to drain the shit out of you from an energy standpoint. And they're going to make – they can kind of steal the passion from what you do because they, they just don't want to do it. You know, They hate it. And no matter what energy you put in or how much motivation you put in, it's just not enough for some people. So – this is part of it. And honestly, it's a big reason why I don't train people anymore because, um, especially in my younger days, I took the losses so badly. They hurt me a lot. When, when I would put a lot of time and energy into someone and they would quit or they'd get results and then, you know, go back or not maintain it or, you know, they just they wanted to stop paying or whatever else. Like, it's hard not to take it personally. And, you know, um, it hurts and it takes its toll and it can be a real energy drain. So a lot of this is also knowing you and, how much human interaction you can tolerate and, and whether or not you can take those things without it being, you know, hurtful or insulting or et cetera. And this is all stuff we navigate as a business owner, entrepreneurs. This is hard, man. Uh, Cause you know, they say it's, it's not, it's business. It's not personal, but it, it, sorry, especially with personal training and yeah, it's a boot camp. But there, there's a lot of personal element in there because in fitness, fitness is a business entirely based on personality. They will pay you if they like you. That's it. You know, you can implement all the best business systems in the world if and have the best training program in the world. But if you are not a fun person or you don't motivate, you don't have a lot of energy and people, you know, inspire people, it, it's all going to fall on deaf ears. So that's the number one thing, man. Like, you know, it's all about you. And and it, people will say, well, try to create it so it's a business that doesn't revolve around you. I've never known someone to be able to do that effectively in fitness, no matter what they say, because it's a personality-based business. You're, it takes a personality to get people to want to show up before work, after work, at lunch, whenever, push themselves outside of their comfort zone, do things like Bulgarian split squats, 
I mean, burn. Who wants to do that? I mean, like there's so many other things you can be doing with your life in this short life. So, you know, unless you have a star personality, it's, it's really tough to make a go of it. So that, that's just my two cents there. And again, um, when we started our boot camp, we started it for free. I was just trying to get as many people in there as possible because I believed in the service and I believed the energy I had, the passion I had and my knowledge of, of this stuff. And I, I thought that would, that would carry the day. And we initially launched, um, our get sexy boot camps for free first month free. And we got 50 people on the door and we kept about 20 to 25 of those people. And, and that actually is, you know, at, at, I think we were at 200 bucks a month at that point, you know, that that's a substantial business. So yeah, we lost half the people, but you know, we also made it low risk, got people in the door and then over delivered with our service. At the same time, I put in so much energy that first month that I wasn't able to sustain that level of energy. So some could say, oh, he, he just got us to sign on, on and become a member. And then, you know, he's still delivering, but not like he did that first month. And so, you know, that's part of it too. Like you can't, there, there have been, the energy you put into a startup is almost impossible to sustain. So you just know there's going to be a drop off with that and do the best you can. And some people will feel a type of way about it. But, um, you know, we definitely had some people that, I mean, we, we, we just gave like, here's an example. I gave this person a free month, right? They were getting great results and they couldn't afford to continue, but which is fine. Like I get it. Um, but they, you know, they were trying to hustle another month or like to pay an, you know, an insulting, <laughs> insultingly low level, uh, or, or, or amount compared to the actual price. And so you're going to deal with that too. And that's a pain. Obviously if they're friends, you not only risk the fact that you, they, they kind of, you devalue your service, but it can affect the relationship. I remember, you know, one of my good buddies growing up, uh, I just graduated college. I, I was already training people and selling programs in college before I moved back to Milwaukee in 2005 to start my fitness career as a trainer and build up my clientele locally. And it always starts with the friends and family round. I mean, and you reach out. And so one of my friends wanted to kind of get in shape. And um, this is, by the way, like this is when I was, name of my business was GGR Fitness. Godor gets results. Like super militant, you know, and, and there was a one page nutrition plan you followed and don't ask a damn question about it. Just do exactly what it is. The workouts were super challenging, probably too advanced for this individual. Again, you learn along the way, but he's my buddy. And, uh, he couldn't follow it and it was like too extreme and he didn't really know how to go about saying, I don't, I can't do this anymore. And, uh, it, it kind of created an awkward moment between us in a way, but you know, we're over it now, but it, it is, it, it is difficult to offer any business or service to your friends. And it's even more difficult to navigate the free thing. And you've got to be very clear up front with expectations on both sides. Uh, there's also something that can be considered whereby like, you know, and if you have no other clients you can look at, then, you know, then you then maybe you find a way to make it work. But again, be super clear on expectations. Maybe there's an a, initial discount to start and that eventually your full rates will, will, will accrue at a certain point. You know, like when you're new to something or you're just getting started and you're learning on the job, there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, look, the, you, I, one of the corporate jobs I had, I was, my plan was to charge 200 bucks an hour, but it was my first one with this one company. I said, okay, we'll start at hundred bucks an hour with the goal of uh, over time, if I deliver on, on the service and you guys enjoy it. I, I, you know, within three to six months, I'd like to talk about moving up to my full rates and, uh, and I over delivered and, and we got the results we we're looking for. And then we ended up getting to that rate. So 
that's cool too. Like you just have to be willing to a have these uncomfortable conversations, which you, they're they're much less uncomfortable by the way up front than they are later. Because all that happens is resentment, you know, breeds and, you know, like you start hating your friend, this this fucking freeloader, uh, or you start resenting having to go show up for half your, your rates when you could get a full rate or, you know, you start to understand like I, I'm more valuable than this. So you got to know your value and you've got to be able to have these uncomfortable conversations as early in the process as possible. So we uh, obviously we didn't offer a free month forever and we moved to more of a free week. And we even kind of flipped the script and kind of went that reverse psychology route where by it wasn't a, a one-week trial, it was a one-week tryout. You were going to try out to see if you were a good fit for us. And uh, that did come with like the awkward thing of like having to tell people that they, some people they weren't <laughs> invited into the program. And, and by the way, like part of why this is so challenging now is because like Groupon fucked all of us. You know, like initially Groupon is like the most amazing thing. Like we had like a, we, we had a gangbusters Groupon. Like I think we sold like 300 or 500 memberships. Shit ton of money came in. We had like prospects for a year off of it. But um, you really overlook the fact that you're, you're attracting people that are flavor of the month who have exercised ADD. Like, you know, they might love your program for a month, but then, okay, I got to go try something else. And they're getting it for such a fraction of the cost that, you know, only 10%, let's say, let's say it's 10%, are willing to really pay your full rates at any given point. And, uh, you know, that, that is what it is. But you do get a lot of leads. But you also get a lot of people coming in that can distract your energy from people that actually would pay you money and at your full rates and be a long-term customer. So you've got to navigate that. Like, there's something more, and I've, we've gotten feedback from this from people that used to be clients. And uh, nothing is more kind of insulting to a long-term member who's playing full rates to, to, to get less attention now to people that are paying like a fraction who will never continue. But these are the games you play as a business owner. You have to constantly keep finding new customers because there's a burn and churn with any sort of membership business or any service business in general. You got to constantly be marketing, stay in front of your audience. So th there's a balancing act there, but you are, whenever you're offering free or heavy discounts, you are attracting um, a less qualified buyer. And you're also attracting most likely people with exercise ADD that are just program hoppers. They're going to go from one program to another. There are people literally that just live on Groupon and go from one Groupon to another with their friends and just bounce around indefinitely. So that is part of the process. And, you know, like I had mentioned, there's a big deal difference between free service trials free service or trials in fitness versus other business. Because like to me, if you have good pizza, first slice should always be free because people are going to want to get more than one slice. And if they're anything like me, I'm going to get multiple pies. And then once I find a good pizza place, you know, they're on speed dial, but exercise is different. In most cases, the first workout someone's going to do is going to, um, in some cases be a, a, bock, a rock bottom experience. Not that you're like trying to kill the person, but it, this is like if they're going from completely inactive to active, even stretching is going to cause some soreness. And it really, it's just a reminder of like how out of shape I am. And that's depressing. Like I can't even do this. Like I'm about to pass out doing a hip flexor stretch. We've all been there. Like when I was super tight and I had my knee issues, I would want to vomit when I was stretching my hip flexors. Now I can go for 10 minutes in a hip flexor stretch and not think about it. You know, when you're, when you can't do a push up and, you know, you get into a push-up position, you go hold it for 10 seconds. Like, so what you're, what you're doing there is you're exposing someone to like their weaknesses and how bad they are. And, 
th that is that is different than someone like getting a delicious slice of pizza or getting half off, you know, their their a shirt at their favorite apparel store or you know buy buy to get one free. You know, it's a different type of thing when you are trying to sell fitness and that's the battle. Do you want to get more leads, but more unqualified leads or fewer leads that are, are more qualified? And ultimately they're gonna to have to try it all anyway. And there's times a year where you got to get creative. You know, the, the lulls of a training calendar and fitness are usually, you know, summertime is brutal. And then things really pick up end of year and you get the January fitness rush, et cetera. So there, there are times a year where you got to get creative with your marketing and do things that are outside of the normal scope of your marketing practices practices at other times a year based on how the business is going. So there's that side of it too. Free trials are a little riskier in fitness, um, especially when you're doing like personal training, like, you know, and, and by the way, I don't, I don't currently train people anymore, but I even asked my buddy, Jeremy Scott, Jeremy Scott fitness, the Jeremy Scott fitness podcast. If you're not following him or listening to his cast, be sure to check it out. And his whole thing is, and that's the benefit of like personal versus group training. And I completely agree is, you know, if it's a group workout and you're already going to be there anyway, and you know, you've got a lot more to play with because you can play at scale. You know, it's no skin off your back to let someone come in for a free workout or two if you're already doing the workout to paying customers. And if anything, if, if it's early on in the business, like part of the reason we did free stuff early on is it's impossible to build a boot camp with just like six people or less in it because it feels like semi-private or personal training. You need energy in there. You need bodies. So getting bodies in, even if it means heavy discounts or extended free trials, whatever, uh, that's one of the keys to really make it look like it's a pop and workout and people enjoy it and, and the energy to that you can feed off that they can feed off. It, it's a circular thing. So, you know, that's one thing, but you know, when we're talking personal training one-on-one, -on -one, you know, you're maxed out in the amount of time you can make in that hour and, and you can't even get your full rate, you know, that, that's a different situation. In that case, it, I don't, I don't think it's worth it because if you can't find other customers other than your friends, it's probably not a good business anyway. So, you know, that, that's something to consider too. I, I think the, the beauty of group training is that you can really scale your time, make more work less and, uh, and be able to have a little more marketing flexibility because of the fact you're already going to be there and it can really, you know, maximize your time in that hour or those hours based on how you're doing it. Online versus off, offline is another thing to look at too. I mean, we, we played around with, you know, with the dailybeager.com, you know, a free seven day trial, a free three day trial. We didn't really notice a big difference between the two. So we just do a free three day trial. And a lot of that is because like, if you don't really know whether or not it's a good fit yet, if you follow me on Instagram or, you know, YouTube or, you know, I don't think a free three day trial is going to help that much. I guess you could say, well, they get to come in and see how it looks and see if, you know, cause a lot of people want follow along workouts, but I'm not offering that anymore. I, I can't sustainably offer monthly follow along workouts, uh, at this age, um, you know, et cetera. So, um, even if people wanted it, it's just not something that's going to happen. So uh, that's one way, like before they would commit to buying, okay, they don't, this looks good, but I, I would need a follow along workout to do this on my own, which some people do. But if you just need the instructions and the programming and you want someone to do all this for you and save you time and know that it's safe, effective and covers everything you need to cover on a monthly basis. And uh, you want to be empowered to learn how to lead your own workouts versus following someone else's, then the daily is a good fit for you, minimal equipment, home travel, et cetera. And, you know, so we still do a free three-day three trial. We'll occasionally offer some discounted stuff. Like I got a birthday sale coming up for September. I'm going to be 37. So we got a 37% off a three-month membership for that, you know, because 
This is kind of a good back to school time. So you, you can time your promotions based on seasonal swings, etc. Um, but you know, online again, you get to play around with scale too in a way that you can't even play around with uh, with boot camps, right? Because now you're accessing people from not just your local area, but all over the world potentially. At the same time, like, could they come in and you know, like, see all the workouts of the month and leave without pain? Sure. You know, they can't do it every month, and. So that's kind of the game you play, and um, I do think, you know, if it's a product, uh, I'm probably not doing anything free except maybe a, a download or a teaser to kind of, like, p- part of the full product to kind of get them excited uh, about everything else that would be contained in the product, etc. But again, in most cases, if you're you're marketing uh, daily, weekly, and, and giving, you know, I'm a big fan of the give-to-get strategy, uh, daily jabs to eventually throw a haymaker when you sell a product, you know, hitting singles all the time to hit a home run when you launch something big. And when you're doing that, people are already kind of pre-sold in a lot of way. I'm a big fan of the pre-sale. I like to get people wet, moist with anticipation. I want those loins just dripping because then I know that selling is going to be a bit easier because I've already sold them on why they want to buy this. And now I just have to create incentive and scarcity uh, to make them take action Um as soon as possible. And, and so that, that's my approach on that too. I think uh, that's something else to consider. So, you know, it's a quicker episode, but you know, ultimately again, it, those, those big questions, am I devaluing my service? What kind of customer am I trying to attract? And is this a viable long-term strategy or just a fix it now proposition? And these are questions you have to ask. It's always awkward with friends, family, etc. You just have to be willing to have some very uncomfortable conversations earlier on, knowing that at least having them before it starts, you are more likely to prevent any sort of uh, damage to the relationships, any sort of resentment, any sort of toxicity. And the, the conversation is definitely less uncomfortable than it would be if you have to have it down the road when you like get to the point where you're about to snap or have a meltdown because you feel like you're being taken advantage of. And ultimately, what I will say, like I had mentioned earlier, if you can't find enough customers or clients outside of friends and family then it's probably not a good idea to start the business. So those are my two cents. I hope that helps. If you are uh, someone that has any questions, you know, fitness, business questions, diet, exercise, lifestyle, et cetera, just jump on Anchor. It's a free app you can download on Apple and Android devices. You can send me a voice message and I can play it on the episode just like I did with Carson. And uh, sometimes they can require a short response, like a shorter episode or longer. I might put them to later episodes or part of, uh, it can be part of a future episode or I'll at least put it under consideration. And if you don't go on Anchor, you can DM me on Instagram at BJGador, B-J-G-A-D-O-U-R. But um, I hope that helps kind of navigate that question. And, you know, ultimately is free bad for business. I think it depends on the business, uh, not only the type of business, the actual life cycle of the business. And when you're really good at what you do, you know, you can get people to pay full prices. And uh, even with that, uh, no matter how good you are at what you do, if someone can find a similar service, it may not be as good, but if they can find it for just a fraction of the cost, I hate to tell you, uh, they're going to go with, it's always about price because people don't prioritize fitness. They prioritize money. And if they can find something comparative for less, they're going to most likely go there unless they really, really love you and dig you or they they have the understanding, they understand the minutia of fitness and how much better you are than the average person. Most people don't get that. And I think if, if you don't realize that, I've been there too, where like your ego gets in the way of knowing, oh, no, it's just, it's 10% of what 
my business costs. So why, why would they come here if, if it's not that big of a deal to them? Just get a, if you want to get sweaty, sore, and tired, you can get a 10 to $20 a month membership at Planet Fitness and they offer group workouts. You know, are they as good as mine? No, but are you going to pay, is it worth 10 times the amount if you're really struggling to make uh, ends meet and you don't really prioritize fitness? Absolutely not. So that's the balance, uh, the balancing act you got to play in this business. Hopefully, hopefully this helped, Carson. Appreciate the question. And another episode to check out too is episode 62, How to Make Money in Fitness. That's a longer deep dive episode and everything I've learned in my 15 years in fitness for those aspiring fitness pros or trainers, but even entrepreneurs that are looking to learn more inside, outside their own space. Send me a voice message on Anchor for a future episode. DM me on Instagram at BJGador for questions. A five-star rating and review is much appreciated. Carson, if you could pop in and provide one, that'd be such appreciated to me. Help us spread the word. It means a lot to us. I love you guys. Peace.